Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta injury lawyers. Go to jameshbrown.com. All right. Well, it is unlikely that the Edmonton Oilers will clinch a playoff spot tonight. Why would I say this so early in the evening? Because the Jets are already up 3-0 on the Red Wings with six and a half minutes left in the first period. If the Jets win, the Oilers can't clinch tonight. Kyle Connor scoring. Blake Wheeler finally getting a goal. So 3-0 for the Jets. Sabres lead the Rangers 2-1 late in the second period. Later, Flames at Canucks, and the Stars will play the Coyotes. Oilers and Ducks tomorrow on 6.30, Chet. 6.30 for the face-off show. Game at 8. The uh, second-to-last home game of the regular season for the Oilers. Four road games after this. And then uh, one more at home on April 13th against the San Jose Sharks. So uh, that's what's happening here in April for the Oilers. The playoffs are going to start April 17th. doesn't mean if the, the, the Oilers will play on the 17th. Teams will uh, start on the 17th or the 18th. So that's what I can tell you there. 780-496-0063. Angie, how, Angie Quinnell, by the way, worker tonight. Kellen's uh, off. How are you doing, Angie? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. I'm doing very well. What's uh, anybody writing in tonight? What do we have? Um, we have someone by the name of Greaser saying uh, McDavid David's getting tough. Too bad Anderson, uh, don't cheap shot winger. Excellent hit. So people are liking the hit, it seems. Well, uh, Greaser, our uh, Sylvan Lake Alliance of Wrestling, uh, I believe he's the Intercontinental Champion. Okay. Yeah, I mean, here, like, you, you want players in a sport like hockey, especially, to, to play aggressive and to have a bit of an edge. I'm not saying you want players to go out and hurt other players. And I, and I don't think that was McDavid's intent on that play, but I, I do think he, he meant to do something as aggressively as possible and, you know, hope, hoping not to get a penalty or, or injure somebody. Um, I, I, I will say this, and, and Rob has talked about this after games a lot too. The, to me, the Oilers are as beefy as anybody now. I mean, they got Ekholm, they got DeHarnay, Kane's healthy. Uh, Bukestad's a big guy. He doesn't necessarily play overly physical, but he but he gets in the way and he can grind on the puck. And then uh, again, the, the Oilers' top players are very capable of playing physical hockey. Are are uh, sometimes their most aggressive players, and often can play with a little bit of nastiness. I, I mean, I think McDavid understands that in certain moments he needs to set the tone physically and show his teammates I'm going out there and I'm going to pace the guy into the boards and so if if I'm doing it that that means everybody else has to do it um you know Hyman maybe isn't a big hitter but he's he's strong on the puck and and he can shield the puck and and play kind of a heavy game Kane can be a, I, I mean Kane's a big man, so he's he's not afraid, and he'll look for it. And quite frankly, um, look, I 
I consider, and, and I, I'm not saying this to put the guy down, but I consider Leon Dreisaitl probably one of the dirtiest players in the league. Like, like I really do in terms of, I, I'm not saying he's dirty in a, I guess there's different ways to look at dirty. I mean, there's dirty in terms of, okay, I'm going out to hurt and hit from behind and all that kind of stuff. I don't think Dreisaitl is like that. But I think he's become... Uh, well, maybe it's just meanness. Like, like I think Drysdale is one of the meanest players in the league. And, and if you see him play in person at Rogers' place, I mean, he'll give guys slashes and cross checks behind the play, going for line changes. Um, like he he he's learned how to use his stick, and and I think he knows he has to do that to get space for himself and to help his his skill go to work. So. Yeah, I and look I, again. I I I don't want Mikey Anderson or anybody to get hurt, but it, it's going to happen. And if if you have a team with a mentality that they say we are going to hit first, we're going to go out there and set a tone. We're going to make the other team respond to us. Well, then yes, sometimes you might get penalized, and unfortunately, sometimes there might be injuries along the way. I mean, everybody's playing banged up and and in in pain nowadays anyway. But the Oilers aren't this team that. I, I don't think we have to worry about them getting getting pushed around. You know, I'm not saying they're going to win every physical confrontation, but this isn't the, the the team of several years ago that does didn't really have any. I mean, I, mean, I guess maybe it's just edge. Maybe that's what we're talking about to use a, a standard hockey term. They they just have an edge. And what I like is they can go out and set that tone themselves. Yeah, some nights you wish, okay, you, we, they might play their way into the game. They still don't always start games great. But I, I think they've been through enough battles now, and I think that series last year against Los Angeles helped them. That they It helped them realize, all right, we got to... You know, we, we got to be a little bit nasty sometimes. We can't just sit there and say, okay, well, we'll hope to get a power play, which is fine. That is a way they can hurt the team. But, you know, look, if – and here's the thing. Like, I'm sure – all I've been hearing – not all I've been hearing about, every time the Oilers play the Kings, though, somebody brought up, whether it was a listener or colleague, buddy or whatever, said they got to do something to Anderson. Like they got, they got to make him pay. There's got to be retribution. Well, McDavid did it. I, I mean, so if, no, wasn't a clean hit. He got penalized. But you, like, but like sometimes as as sports fans, you can't have it both ways, right? Either you want your team to play rough and aggressive and toe the line, well, that sometimes they're going to cross the line, and sometimes there might be casualties on the other side. I don't know. I mean, it's not it's not necessarily a pretty side of the game, but that's why we watch. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. What else, Angie? Uh, Colton just texted in saying he has a whole new level of respect for Connor after taking out that cheap shot. So I get it. Like I get where you're coming from with this. But even in hockey before, when I was first watching it, like Ty Domi was all about the shots and everything else so no i i do have respect for connor stepping up and taking a one for the team and showing other people of don't mess with us well first of all colton named a calf after me so i always like to know how it's doing colton hopefully you can provide an update uh yeah i mean again i i'd sooner be the team that initiates rather than retaliates or or is on the back heel because maybe they're being boxed out of the game physically a little bit. And again, I mean, McDavid didn't get away with it. He did get a penalty. I, I don't think he in, intended to hurt Anderson. I think he intended to hit him hard. 
I think he intended to paste them into the glass, and he did that. Uh, did you say somebody wrote in about Jack Campbell, Angie? Yes. It says, do you think that the Oilers will buy out Campbell? I don't. Uh, I, I mean, look, they signed him for five years. And, and quite frankly, we still don't know what's going to happen. Skinner has outplayed Campbell. You may need Campbell in the playoffs. Campbell may play well in the playoffs, and it could change everybody's perspective. So let's see how the season finishes. Second of all, you sign the guy for five years. I, I think you have to show faith in him that he's going to work in the summer and come back and hopefully be better in the fall. I get it. If And I've said this throughout the season, that if, we're, if it's December 15th and Campbell is still, like, obviously the backup and quite – I mean, it's not just that Campbell has become the backup this year. I mean, it's, the stats don't lie. He's one of the worst goalies in the NHL. I, and I'm not saying that to pick on the guy. That's what the stats say. Plus, all of you have eyeballs and have watched the game. And most nights, he hasn't been nearly as steady as A, the guy at the other end, or B, the other guy who plays for the Oilers when he's not in there. But I don't think you buy him out. I think you have to show faith in him as a human being and, a, and, a, and an athlete that he can come back stronger next year. Plus, you have to take the financials into it. And if you go to Cap Friendly, you can bring up a player and you can they have a little button that just says buy out this contract. And the problem with buying out Jack Campbell and it would happen after the season is that you're you'd be you'd have him on your roster. Pardon me. You wouldn't have him on your roster. You'd have him on your salary cap for eight seasons. And the cap hit would fluctuate. Most years, it would be $1.5 million. A couple years, though, it would be around $2.5 million. And I know the Oilers currently have players on the team that they are um, paying not to be on the team. And I'm not talking about long-term injured reserve. They're still paying Luch three-quarters of a million dollars. James Neal is still getting paid almost $2 million for another two years after this one. Secker is in the final year of his buyout at $1.5 million. So if you look at that, uh, I mean, that's over $3 million right there of dead money or whatever you want to call it. So that could be a decent player. I, I don't know if you want to add to that if you can help it, especially that early in the player's contract. I would think, and this is this is totally just the the what if we can talk about it just as a possible scenario i would think that if in the off season the oilers decide they don't want jack campbell on the team they would try to trade him now in that situation you might have to retain money which isn't much better than buying him out except it would be on the books for uh, a shorter amount of time but that's a long answer to the short question. No, I don't think they're going to buy him out in the summer. I, I, again, I just think you have to show faith in him. I, I just think you have to show faith in him that he's going to work in the summer and come back refocused and have a better season. I, I, I just, I, I just think a buyout would be. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I just don't see it. We'll see. All right, 780-496-0063. Uh, keep your questions and comments coming in. If you got any, we'll take a quick timeout inside Sports Talk Channel. Hi, this is Ryan Nugent Hopkins from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chad. The Nuge, 96 points. Having a great season. Colton wrote back, apparently the calf he named after me has been sold. So I like to envision it going off to university and studying maybe, I don't know, philosophy major. 
I don't know what it would minor in. <laughs> what a calf study. Angie's like, why am I stuck working this show? Kellen knows how to deal with this guy. Why am I here? I'm sorry, Angie. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is the certainty hotline. We have Scott on the line. Hello, Scott. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing quite well. Good. A couple of comments. One, I usually agree with what you have to say. One thing I don't. I don't think you want a guy like McDavid running around trying to uh, hit people and show a tough game. There's a purpose for guys like uh, goons like Maroon and Luchik. That's what they do. They're heavy hitters. They're heavy guys. They're paid to do that. I don't think you want uh, McDavid and uh, Etel running around doing stuff like that. They're going to get hurt. And uh, those, those hits take it out of you. That's one thing. Uh, two, I can't believe how terrible Campbell's been this year. I thought he was going to be a savior for the team this year, and it's very sad, and I feel bad for the man that he's not. Mm-hmm. Three, I don't know why the NHL, well, it's the PA, that gets that allows these contracts to exist. These guys should all be on one-year performance contracts. You don't, you don't perform, you don't get paid next year, you don't get hired back like the NFL. The NHLPA has these owners over a barrel where they can show up, sign a juicy contract like Campbell, have a goals against average of 10 goals a night, and they still get paid. It's ridiculous. Okay, stay, stay on the line. Um, I, I, will say th- I will say this. I, 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 don't, I don't mean that McDavid necessarily has to go out and be an enforcer, but I do think in the postseason everybody has to body check. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you there, but I don't think he's the guy you want body checking myself, but that's just my opinion. Uh, one last sort of comment. If you look at the Oilers this year, they've scored the number one in the league goals for. Yes. 300 goals for. Number one in the league, they outperform Boston. Yeah. Problem is, goals goals against at 254, that's like, what, 28th, 29th in the league? Uh, they're they're Going into yesterday, they were 22nd in goals for against per game. Yeah, no, that's that's and that's what I talk about when I say what could pop up in the playoffs. That's the concern, right? Right. So the the problem is that the goalie, hopefully Skinner can ride the playoffs and do well. But that's an awful young guy with not a lot of experience. But I guess Carey Price is an awful young guy with not a lot of experience at some point in his life. So maybe Skinner is going to rise to the occasion. Yep. The other problem is defense, like. We have a soft defensive core. Don't seem to be able to keep the puck out of our own end or uh, out of our own net. That is a serious problem. If the Oilers would have had uh, a more reasonable amount of goals against, uh, we would be, you know, be be getting the President's Trophy this year. Like you look at the Golden Knights, uh, goals against 216. That's the story. They only got 249 goals for. We've got 300 goals for. Yeah, goal, uh, Golden Knights are 11th uh, goals against per game. Yeah, so pretty good. Yeah, and the Oilers are 22nd. No, I know, I know what you're saying. I, I do, I do think Ekholm has helped. I, I, and actually, Woody sung uh, Nurse's praises today. Um, I, I know what you're saying. I, I think, I think Ekholm's made a big difference. We'll see when we get into the playoffs. You make an interesting point about the contracts. Um, and yeah, the the unions are all different, right? And clearly, the, I mean, I, I would say the NFL has the weakest union of the big four, if you want to call them that. Well, obviously they do because uh, the owners have all the power. Um, now, some of the star players are, are pretty well uh, taken care of in the NFL. My my counter to what you're, and I, and I think you're probably 
I don't know you, Scott, but I, you're probably making an extreme, extreme argument to prove your point, which I get. The problem with one-year contracts is then you get into a CFL situation where nobody is, knows who's on the team from year to year. Because well, every, everybody the yeah. CFL signs a one- or two-year contract, and the, I don't know who's on the team from year to year, which is also a problem. Yeah, you can also look at performance, though. You could say that uh, everybody gets a base salary. Right. So all, everybody gets $100,000, $500,000, and everything is on performance, plus, minus, goals, uh, goals scored, uh, goals scored on power play. You know, you could just make everything an incentive bonus system, and uh, that's another way to do it, you know. Um, but I think these long-term contracts and stuff, like the players have the owners over the barrel, and we, the fans, get screwed when we get stuck with a guy like Campbell. So as an owner, let me, let me just put this to you, though, just for, just for the sake of discussion. As an owner, though, would you like that, or would you sooner have cost certainty? Because let's say Bukestad, who makes barely above the league minimum, well, what's he up to, 17 goals? You know, would you sooner know you're only paying him $900,000, or would you sooner think, well, what if all these guys I thought were third-liners all of a sudden go off and I owe them $5 million each? You know what I'm saying? But I think guys like Bookstad and people of that uh, that ilk are the rarity. I think more you get guys that underperform, they get their paycheck every night, and they just don't seem to show up. They just, hey, I'm getting my five million a night. I don't need to do anything for it. That's we'll, a big we'll, problem. We'll pro- and I'm sure you know that we'll probably never see a world that operates like that. But it is kind of an interesting what if. Hey Scott, thanks for listening, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, buddy. Bye bye. Uh, Scott checking in. We also have Matt at 780-496-0063. Hello, Matt. Hey, Reed. How you doing? Good. Good. I uh, just want to make a comment earlier there about the McDavid hit. Sure. I, I think we're going to see more and more of that throughout the league with all the D now. They're, they're doing the reverse hit. So I think forwards are going in on the forecheck anticipating they're going to get reverse hit and they're going to be putting more pressure on the D. I, like, I, I just think personally it's going to be a problem going forward in the league. Yeah, I, never, I haven't thought of that. That's a, that's a good thing to, to look for because things obviously keep uh, keep changing. Do you coach, uh, you know, or have any kids playing hockey? And, and if, if so, are you concerned about hits from behind and you tell your, your young ones to protect themselves too? I do coach, yeah, and, and and I have young kids playing hockey. Uh, they're in the kind of Adam and underage or U11 and underage, but okay. uh, for sure it's definitely uh, picking pucks off boards properly and, and looking over their shoulder. And, I mean, it's basic skills, right, that we're still teaching them. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. If you're a Kings fan, you're saying McDavid was, was dirty. If you're an Oilers fan... And you're either saying, well, that's that's hockey, or you're saying, well, maybe McDavid just was trying to rub him out and he turned and then, it, it you know, the worst-case scenario. So, I don't know. Uh, again, I, I do think... I, I understand what Scott's saying. I do think McDavid and Dreisaitl are going to hit in the playoffs. I think they're probably two of the Oilers' better hitters. It's probably a bit of an unusual play, though. But that's an interesting comment about the hits from behind. Thanks, Matt. I appreciate it. Thanks, Reed. 780-496-0063. Trent Brown still 
coming up tonight. Uh, again, looking unlikely that the Oilers will clinch a playoff spot tonight. The Jets have to lose for that to happen. Still a lot of hockey left, but they're already up 3-0 on the Red Wings after the first period. Inside Sports on Chet. Talk to you in a couple minutes.